Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello and welcome back to the Truth Seekers Podcast. We are continuing to learn about the life of Jesus while he was here on earth. Can you just stop and think for a minute with me what that would have been like to know Jesus in person, to see him face to face, to talk with him and laugh with him? Jesus called 12 disciples to learn from him during his time on earth. And that's exactly what they got to do. They spent all of their time with Jesus, talking with him, learning from him, watching him, and I'm sure laughing and smiling with him, even being amazed by him. We learned in our last episode that Jesus had called Simon, who became known as Peter, and then he called Peter's brother Andrew, along with James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Do you remember what he called them to do? He called them to be fishers of men. They might not have fully understood what that meant at the time, but Jesus would call eight other men to follow him, learn from him, be taught by him for the next three years. This is what it means to be a disciple. A disciple is someone who learns from someone else. Jesus was the teacher and his disciples were the students. They would learn many, many things about Jesus and the kingdom of God while they were with Jesus. Peter and Andrew and James and John immediately knew there was something different about Jesus. When he had called them, he told them to cast out their nets. Do you remember what happened? Their nets became so full of fish that the fish filled up two boats full and almost caused the boats to sink. From that moment on, Peter, Andrew, James, and John were determined they would follow Jesus and not look back. No turning back. They were all in. And that was just the beginning of all they would experience with Jesus. Today we're going to learn more about Jesus and his mission on earth. And we're going to see another clue that the prophet Isaiah gave that pointed to the Messiah, that pointed to Jesus and how that would be fulfilled by Jesus. You see, one day Jesus went up to Nazareth. Now, do you remember the town of Nazareth? That is where Jesus grew up. Mary and Joseph had fled to Egypt to hide baby Jesus from Herod since he was searching for him to take his life. But after Herod died and it was safe to return, Mary and Joseph moved back to Israel and settled in the town of Nazareth. This is where Jesus had been brought up. So of course it was only natural that this is where Jesus would return to share the good news with the very people he had been raised among. On the Sabbath day, Jesus went into the synagogue. Can you say synagogue? Do you know what a synagogue is? A synagogue is much like a church. Rather than gathering at the large temple that was in Jerusalem, smaller buildings were built throughout Israel that allowed the Jewish community to gather together in their local towns to hear the word of the Lord being read. Much like we do now as a Christian community who gathers at church to sing and hear the word of the Lord read and preached. In fact, the very word synagogue means gathering or assembly. The men who would stand in front of the people to read the word of the Lord were called rabbis. A rabbi means teacher. A rabbi was usually a scholar or teacher who had spent their lives studying the Old Testament and the Jewish law. 
Jesus came to the synagogue in Nazareth on the Sabbath, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. But little did the people know what was about to happen. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to Jesus, and unrolling it, he found the place where Isaiah had written a specific clue pointing to the coming Messiah. Jesus was about to read this clue out loud to all the people in the synagogue that day. This was the clue that Isaiah had written hundreds of years before this day. Jesus began to read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When Jesus was done reading this, he rolled the scroll up and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Now, everyone in the synagogue would have known that scripture verse. They would have heard it read many times. They knew that scripture verse was talking about the coming Messiah who would come and set them free and save them. They had been waiting years and years and years for this Messiah. Why would Jesus read these particular verses? The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on Jesus. It was quiet as they watched him. And then, suddenly, Jesus said something amazing, something they were not expecting him to say. Jesus said to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. The people looked around at one another, wondering what this could mean. They knew Jesus to be a good teacher. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips, but... They asked one another, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this the boy that grew up here among us? We watched him play as a boy. What does this mean that this scripture has been fulfilled? Jesus was telling them that he was the one this prophecy was speaking of. He was the Messiah they had been waiting for. The clue had been about him. He would be the one to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and release the oppressed and preach good news to the poor. This scripture verse was about him. The people could not believe it or accept it. Jesus knew their thoughts and their hearts. So he said, I tell you the truth. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. Well, this was a very bold statement for Jesus to make. The examples he had just given were people in the Old Testament who were not Israelites, but who had believed and seen miracles. The widow was not an Israelite, and yet God had continued to provide food for her and her son in the middle of a drought. Naaman was not an Israelite, but God healed him of leprosy when he obeyed and bathed in the Jordan River. Both of these were examples of people who saw miracles of God because they believed and obeyed. Jesus was comparing the people sitting in the synagogue that day to those who refused to believe and receive him. Their eyes were closed to the truth. 
Well, as you can imagine, this angered the Jewish people in the synagogue that day. All the people were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. That's how angry they were. But because he was Jesus, God's son, he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Dear truth seekers, what truth do we find in today's story? Well, we definitely found another clue that points to Jesus as the Messiah. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He had the Holy Spirit upon him to give him the power to do the miraculous and to reveal that the kingdom of God had come, that he was the one that had been anointed to preach good news to the poor. He had been sent to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He was the one, he is the one that fulfills that prophecy from Isaiah. But many of the Israelites just refused to see it. They refused to believe. Friends, I know how wonderful it would be to have Jesus standing here before us face to face. And we might even be tempted to think, well, if Jesus were just here, it would be so much easier to believe in him. If I could just see him. But friends, we don't know that. The people in this story, they saw Jesus face to face and they still didn't believe in him. Whether we can see him or not, we have a choice to make. Will we believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Will we believe that he is the Son of God come to save us from our sins and set us free? Even though we cannot see him, he is still with us. He has sent his Holy Spirit to live in us. He goes with us everywhere we go. We aren't alone. Trust that Jesus has come to save you, that he is your Lord and Savior, and see what he will do in your life. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Luke chapter 4. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to come to earth and live among us. And even though we cannot see him, we choose to put our faith in him. We put our faith in you, Jesus. We believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and that you have come to set us free. We receive your freedom and salvation today. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I have a couple messages I want to read. This one says, hello there. This is Shalini John from India. I wanted to tell you... Thank you, Sherilyn, for making this amazing podcast series. I listen to your podcast every day. I'm 22, yet unaware of many Bible stories, but thanks to you, I'm now learning amazing stories and reading more about them in the Bible. I even recommend this to my little brother so he can also know about the truth about God. God bless you, Shalini John. Thank you so much, Shalini. That was such a blessing to receive that. I love that you found the podcast all the way over there in India. So I just pray that you continue to grow in your knowledge of the Lord. And thank you that you are a testimony that this podcast and God's word is for all ages. This message says, hello, we are listening to episode 123 this morning and you asked for locations for your map. Well, my six-year-old Alexander loves listening to the podcast and when you asked for where we are in the world, he immediately asked me to email our location to you. We are a military family. We started your podcast while we lived in Maryland, then Missouri, and now Poland. It's been a very busy year for us and we are overseas temporarily. Lucky for me, your podcast has been easy to bring with us and we listen to it in the morning before we do schoolwork. 
work. Thank you for presenting the Bible in such a beautiful way for my son. God's love truly shines through in a way I've never experienced, and we are so thankful to be able to listen. Thank you for all you are doing. That is from Emily, and that's from Alexander, who is six, and Oliver, who is one. So hello, Alexander and Oliver and Emily. Thank you so much for listening, for sending in that message, and thank you for taking me with you to Poland. I pray that God's light shines through you where you are in that place, that you know his presence there, that you find community and family, and that you find him there. So thank you so much for listening and sending that into me. All right, everyone, that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to our time together next week.